Well, good morning. And it uh, definitely is spring out there, isn't it? Actually, it feels more like summer. And uh, things are heating up, uh, but things are still uh, so nice and peaceful in the morning. And in the evening, you can hear all kinds of wonderful nature sounds uh, before the big, huge mosquitoes uh, come and rest upon you and suck your blood. Um, It is still a good time to go outside. One thing that we have noticed in our backyard, and we live in Broadmoor and the backyards are way too big to keep up with, Um, and so ours is a jungle, as you can imagine, because uh, I don't really do much with it because my dogs destroy whatever good I bring out there. Um, But we did notice the other morning um, some cardinals that were flying around close to our rose bushes in the back. And I noticed they kept going into one of the bushes, and I looked more closely and saw uh, some eggs that were there in the nest, just nested in the rose bush. And uh, I've got a picture of them here, in fact. I think it's a little video. Let's see. You can hear them a little bit chirping, but uh, they're getting bigger. So they went from eggs... Uh, This is not a biology lesson, but from (laughs) eggs to those little birds, and they were bald there for a while, and now uh, they're starting to get bigger. In fact, I'm worrying, like, how are they going to stay in that nest much longer? And I looked up, and cardinals uh, can only, I mean, they'll only stay in the nest about uh, seven to ten days before their parents kick them out and uh, train them to do a little flying, and then they, I think they can kind of come and go for a little while. Um, but we uh, looked out this morning, and uh, there is the mom, uh, the mom and the dad. So the dad is red, and the mom is not red. Um, and it's amazing. Of course, you've always heard cardinals uh, stay together for life, like um, as, as spouses. Did I get that right? Jenny, Jenny was a cardinal in high school. She was a Bel Air cardinal. So I, I looked to her. Uh, yes, Elena? Yeah. Yeah. Cardinals are fun to watch. And so um, they've been taking care of them and uh, they're they're looking at them. Uh, The nest is like right below them. And so they're kind of letting them kind of get out on their own a little bit. And uh, they are keeping a close eye. But I wonder what's going to happen when it's time to leave the nest. Right. I mean, they're comfortable now. They open their beaks and Um, they get a little worm, you know, dropped in and, uh, they're all happy and warm and everything. And then, uh, when it comes time to get out of the nest and if you've ever been kicked out of the nest, (laughs) if you haven't yet, you probably will. Uh, it's a little different, isn't it? It's a little less secure and, uh, there's a lot of anxiety that comes along with it. And I was thinking about that as I was working on the gospel text this week, because Jesus met with the disciples and said, I'm getting ready to go. I'm going to go, and you're going to be fine without me. And so what we just heard in the Gospel reading is this interaction between them about what it's going to be like. And he says, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you, and then I'm going to come back and get you. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? Are you you going to uh, some other city? What, What are you doing? And Thomas, of course, and we just expect Thomas to do this. He's like, wait. What are you talking about, Jesus? 
and uh, kind of the beginnings of more of his doubts that will come later in the gospel text. But um, Jesus wanted the disciples to be certain that they would find the way to the Father after he left them. And Jesus knew that he would be leaving them and departing from them physically. And so he wanted to make sure they were certain about what would happen next. And so he responded to Thomas's and Philip's questions by reminding them that he was the way and the truth and the life. And so he's saying to them, if you'll just follow me and go in this way that I have shown you and and in the truth that I have spoken to you and the life that I have given you, then you're going to be fine. You're going to find your way to God the Father, which is where Jesus said he was going. Well, I love this verse. It's always such a powerful verse and a great reminder. Uh, One of the many reminders in John of the I am. I am the door. Uh, I am the bread of life. Um, I am the water, as he talks about with the lady who's drawing water at the well. And here he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Come and stay with me, follow me, and you'll be fine. My daughter... um, Loved memorizing scripture. And uh, so, and I thought I had a video of her reciting this, but it was one of uh, John 3.16. So whenever I get back to John 3.16, I'll show you a video of her saying this. She left all these interesting videos. She was uh, always taping herself. And if you ever knew Maggie Lee, you just knew that that was her. And she was always acting and she was singing songs and doing different things. Very creative. But... uh, this is something that she wrote out. And I don't, I don't know when she wrote it, but she wrote this verse. And I remember her talking about it. And when she went to school, she went to First Baptist Church School. And part of their education was they had to memorize Scripture. And so she had a lot of Scripture memorized. But she really loved this one. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father uh, except, and she did leave the C off on that, but except through me. And uh, whenever I see that, and we have it in a little piece of pottery that she's made, whenever I see that, it just warms my heart. And it reminds me that she, she knew the way. And she knew the truth. And she knew the life. And she followed Jesus uh, in her short years on this earth. And I am confident that she's right there with Him in heaven, with all the others who are gathering around the throne and worshiping God. And she's probably singing loudest. Um, But uh, it's a powerful verse, and it's one for us to know as well. And we can be certain about our way forward, can't we? I wonder, are you certain? Do you really know that you know the way? I think it comes from acknowledging that we are often like Thomas and Philip, and we get frustrated We look around in our world today and we say, Jesus, I don't know where I am. I don't know where you are. There are mass killings going on all around us. There are crimes in my neighborhood. There are terrible things that go on in this world. I don't know the way anymore, Jesus. I don't know. And Jesus says, hear me again. I am the way and the truth and the life. It's okay to acknowledge that you're fearful and frightened and you don't really know which way to go. But as long as you'll keep your eyes on me, then you're going to be headed in the right direction. 
And we are to take heart in knowing our way in this world and to the next. Uh, I use this, the first couple of verses in this all the time when I'm doing funerals. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And when we are grieving the loss of someone, we need to hear those words. Because our hearts are troubled. Chances are this morning, your heart is troubled about something. Maybe it's the loss of someone very special. Maybe it is uh, the loss of a relationship or the loss of some finances or uh, whatever it is that is around you that you have held dear and is now gone. And we grieve, but we are to know uh, that Jesus is our way and we can follow him in that way. So there's some other things that Jesus talks about, uh, things that happen when we believe in Jesus. And the next thing he mentions is the great works. And so he's interacting with Philip about this. And he told Philip and the others that were there that they would do great works. Yeah, you're going to do great things. And I'm sure he was cracking up on the inside as he looked at Philip and Thomas and Peter and all the others. He's like, okay, let me, let me say it again and again in my head before I say it out loud. You, you, you ragtag bunch of people, even though you were terrible at fishing. <laughs> And tax collecting and all that. You're going to do great works. You will. In fact, you're going to do even greater things than I have done. If you believe. If you believe in what I've been teaching you and what I've been saying to you, then you will do great works. I don't know if you're following uh, Ted Lasso Season 2 this uh this time of year, uh, they're coming out each week. And uh, in the first season, I think I even used this one time before, the uh, sign up above the door that uh, Coach Lasso puts up on the top that says, Believe. And he continues to point his team to that and say, You really got to believe in the team. You got to believe in what we're doing. At the end of the first season, and if you haven't seen it, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, one of the uh, assistant coaches uh, turns evil. And so he rips up the sign. Uh, and uh, he, no one is around, but he is caught on camera doing this. And so season two begins with this ripped up sign. And uh, once the team figures out that it's been ripped, uh, they recognize and they're, they're pretty superstitious. And they say, oh, we're doomed, right? What are we going to do? And so Lasso comes back and he says, uh, he talks a lot about belief. They've, they've lost game after game after game and he challenges them and, and he takes the sign and tears it down and rips it up even more. And you hear these gasps. And he says, if you really want to have victory, if you really want to win, then you will still believe. And it's not about just believing in this piece of paper. It's about believing in your heart that you can do it, that you can win that you are good enough to do good things. And how true it is for us, and we need to hear that as well, that when we believe in Jesus, we too will do great things. First, do we believe in Jesus? Do we? Do you? Do you believe in Jesus enough to be like Peter? I'm sorry, to, well, to be like Peter, but also Stephen. We heard about Stephen uh, in our Acts reading this morning, he was stoned to death because he believed in Jesus. He was willing to step out on his belief, so much so that he would die 
for Jesus. I wonder if we believe in that kind of way. Well, we could say we all believe, but we need to deepen our belief, don't we? We need to grow in our belief. It's not a static thing. It's a dynamic thing. As we go throughout our lives, we learn to believe more and to believe more deeply. Doesn't our world, our nation, our state, and the city, don't they all need to see great things right now? I mean, don't we need great things in our world? Well, where are they? And where are the followers of Jesus these days? And what great things are being accomplished? We could, we could just shrug our shoulders and say, I have no idea. This is horrible, terrible world. Until we recognize that Jesus called us to do those great things. We are the ones that we've been waiting for, right? It's you. It's me. We are to turn this world upside down with the good things that Jesus has given us. And we need to realize we can do that right here and right now. We can shine brightly in Highland with our works. There's a great quote on the back of the bulletin from Anne Lamott, the ever quotable Anne Lamott. Saint Anne Lamott, you can tell if people are following Jesus because they are feeding the poor. They are sharing their wealth and trying to get everyone medical insurance. (laughs) Simple as that, right? Mm -hmm. Shining brightly and doing the good works that God has given us to do. Well, finally, we will uh, be able to believe and show our belief. And when we really believe, we will have what we need. Jesus told the disciples, I will do whatever you ask. In my name. There's no exception there, is there? I'll do everything that you ask except this or that. No, he just says, I will do whatever you need me to do if you ask in my name. And I think asking in his name is everything, isn't it? It helps center our petitions and our requests and our hearts upon the things of Jesus and the things that Jesus did in the world. So if we're in alignment with Jesus, then we we'll be able to have this flow of answered prayer and uh, great things that are happening in our lives as we step out to serve. So we need to ask for help. So everybody say help out loud. Help! Help. Okay, that's pretty good. Y'all sound kind of desperate this morning. Um, And we need that help, don't we? And asking in Jesus' name and recognizing the power of that and then receiving what He provides. How many times do you look for God's answer to your prayers after you pray them? Sometimes we just move on. Look for how God will answer your prayers in Jesus' name all around you. Well, I want to challenge you to see what happens when you believe in Jesus. Joan of Arc, not to be confused with Anne Lamott, said, one life is all we have, and we live it as we believe in living it. But to sacrifice what you are and to live without belief, that is a fate more terrible than dying. May we experience the power of believing as we enter into this week. Amen. Amen.